Osiris. Previously on Sugar Maple. Call me Terrence. I want to talk about Sugar Maple. It's a whisper, a rumor, a myth. It's always a butterscotch, solid body telecaster, its neck fixed with a wood that looks like liquid gold. There are five musicians I know of who own Sugar Maple. There's Bobby Lindro. I think it's the guitar. When I play it, I see things. And then there's Louis Hambone Butler. When I play, I got mad. And the kind of mad that makes you glad you feel it. There's Ornate Williams. That guitar is only getting started, and it wants us to do things. I think it's that wood. There's a heroin dealer named Doc, who is as much an underground legend as Sugar Maple itself. Some people require no introduction. And there's Belinda Rose, the one-hit wonder country crooner. Each difficult to find for a different reason. Sugar Maple's still out there. You find the tree that wood came from, and you'll have something for sure. I've got to find it. Sugar Maple. A musical fiction podcast from Osiris Media. One guitar, one mystery, one story told in eight episodes. Episode 4, Stella Doc Osprey. This is Sucky Q. Archie Friend here of the Archie Friend Sextet. My name is Chuck Bags Smiley. My name is Melora Trowbridge. I owned and managed the Blue Marmalade Club on North Coanga in Hollywood from 1948 until 1981. They call me Bags because when I toured, I never trusted the hotel staff. I always brought my bags to the club with me. I hit the drums. Sometimes I hit them soft, and sometimes I hit them hard. <laughs> I sing whatever I'm paid to sing. Yeah, but I'm known for jazz. Miles heard my improv scat one night in Miami and told me I'd blown his mind. I hail out of Harlem, but my band toured the country. One of the few drummers to lead a band in those days. I don't think there's a single act worth mentioning that didn't come through the marmalade during that time. I love that room. Oh, yes. I, I played the marmalade many times. Everybody played the marmalade. Sugar Maple came through more than once. Ornate Williams had that guitar. It had the wood of the devil's tree in the neck, and that wood grew three branches right into the body. Five branches. My friend saw it. She said there were five. Two branches on the front is what I've heard. When I saw it, there were four branches on the front. That was, oh, 1976, maybe. Doc Osprey was playing it. Doc Osprey? Speak of the very devil. Ospreys are birds of prey. Well, 
That's what Doc was. Heroin was already part of the scene before Doc, but it was Doc made it spread like a virus. I lost my trombone player to Doc. There are as many stories about Doc as there are tellers. Doc was always on the periphery, lurking, but not hiding. You know? Always ready to put somebody else on the doctor's medicine. You couldn't miss Doc. I mean, I'd say Doc wasn't trying to be missed. Always dressed in a tailored suit, bright fabric, matching wide-brimmed hat. I just remember those mirrored sunglasses. You never saw the eyes. Heroin was already part of the scene before... Come on, come on, where is it? She said that you mentioned... Here somewhere. Come on. Nobody saw Belinda again after that. The only person I can think of you might talk to is Luann Jennings. Yes. Yes. Terrence here. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm always looking to pick up a shift. Uh, five minutes? I, I can be there in ten. Okay. Bye. You don't take a day off, do you? Gold for my palm means gold for your soul. I'll get you tonight. The future makes bad storage for your intentions, friend. I've seen the future. It's already full. <laughs> Whatever. Whenever. Terrence Woodridge, June 7th, 1992, 4.48 p.m. Heading to Reba's. Uh, interacted with the demon busker outside my place. Bringing the montage about Doc Osprey to play for Reba tonight. You're late. You only called me for my shift ten minutes ago. Always an excuse with you. Nobody much to serve anyway. There's me. I'll take a beer. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock here. Like I said. Five bucks. I'm good for it. I know the owner. Oh, is that a fact? It is. This owner. What's he like? She. What's she like? Patient. <laughs> That's lucky for her employees. It certainly is. Ah. We've got visitors, Mr. Bartender. Oh, great. Tourists. Drunk tourists. Don't judge. You've been here four years. You're still a tourist. Yeah, I'm only occasionally drunk, I though. I require beer. I require shots. Go get him. You're the boss. Gentlemen! Ugh, another day shot to hell. Okay. Boss time over. Friend time begins. Beer yourself. I'll beer us both. Cheers. So, what's new in Radio Storyland? I think I have a lead. Ah, a lead on your dad's magic guitar? Musicians <laughs> say mystical, but uh, yeah, it was my dad's. Who's your lead? Luann Jennings. Best friend of Belinda Rose. Was with her right before she left the country. Belinda Rose. Am I supposed to know who she is? 70s country singer. Mm. One hit. 
That's why I've never heard of her. Also, the last sugar maple owner anyone knows of. Nobody's seen it since she had it. And like every other sugar maple owner, she's unreachable. My dad and Doc Osby are missing, or Nate's too famous. Louis Butler won't talk. Luann's my best hope. So, let's hear it. Ah, it's just a bunch of loose audio. Don't make me reassure you, dummy. It's just... You moved to New Orleans because you were told to on the back of a note card. You're weird. The story is interesting. Play it for me. All right, well, here's what I have since last time. Look at you, making me beg to listen when you had your cassette player in your pocket all queued up to go. (laughs) I figured, you know, just in case. You are sad. Hmm. Weren't any eyes to see. Doc Osprey had mirror eyes. Mirror eyes and a mirror soul. Managers tried to keep Doc away from their talent, but somehow Doc would always turn up. There wasn't a door that could keep her out. I promise you, if she had a customer, she was getting in. That witch could walk through walls. Terrence Woodridge, August 8th, 1992, 1.07 a.m. Uh, work was work. Played the latest of the Sugar Maple story for Reba. Still thinks it's weird, but I guess it is. It's quiet. Demon Busker's gone to bed. I'm next. Ugh. It's late. Uh, tomorrow, calling Sookie Q about Luann Jennings. Hopefully... You're not going to find Sugar Maple, Terrence. Ah! Jesus! Sugar Maple is going to find you. Jesus! Jesus knew all about trees, buddy. So do I. What the hell? Don't fuss. I'm probably harmless. What do you want? How'd you get in? Haven't you heard? I walk through walls. Name's Stella Osprey. Doc Osprey? I'm going to tell you the story of the thread tree. Stick around. Suddenly one day, the doctor stopped peddling her medicine. And smack was still a problem after that. But to the best of my knowledge, Doc wasn't a part of the problem anymore. Nobody who heard about it believed it. Eventually, though, everybody got a chance to see for themselves. Because Doc would show up to the clubs just like before, but not to sell, to play. Doc first showed up at the Marmalade to play in 1972. You almost couldn't recognize Doc. If she wasn't still wearing those mirrored shades, maybe you wouldn't even know. Those tailored suits were gone. Now she was dressed like a laundry pile. Instead of a snap brim felt hat, she had a floppy leather thing that looked like a truck had run over it. She was carrying sugar maple. She wasn't the greatest player, but she wasn't bad either. Doc had installed a Bigsby bar, and I saw four branches wrapping around to the front. Prepare yourself. 
There's a lot you need to know. The stakes couldn't be higher. Uh, okay. Uh, can I ask you some questions first? Many do. Where have you been? You disappeared in... 1979. I lost myself in a poker game. 70 is a number I like. Nine, I don't. Too large. Why have you been lurking outside my apartment dressed like a devil? The devil is a reflection of who I was. I like to reflect on things. Um, why don't you tell me how you first came across Sugar Maple? Customer gave it to me in 72. Right here in New Orleans. Payment. Chick on the doctor's medicine with no money. If I had known what it would do to me, I'd have burned it. The guitar hurt you? Real bad and real good. It balanced me. I was a whole other devil afterward. The devil I'd been didn't think people really existed. She got what she wanted, which was not so good for anyone. That devil liked who she was. Now, I've talked to Thread Tree. Though, I wouldn't trade back. What's Thread Tree? That's one of her names. I'm sorry, uh, her name? The guitar, among other things. How she introduced herself. Wait, I'm super confused. See, that's the problem with questions. Why don't I just tell you the whole thing and you save the confusion of questions for the end? Uh, yeah. Uh, great. Cool. Go ahead. Good lad. So, I put sugar maple in the closet and forgot it. When you're the kind of doctor I was, you have to make house calls. And for me, that meant club to club all over the land. One night after I'd rotated back to New Orleans, I came out of a sleep to hear it. I sensed power coming through the guitar. And I wanted that power. I took it out and listened to it. I could hear it talking. It talks in vibration. Every guitar talks in vibrations. Thread tree talks in different vibrations than that sprout. Oh, more. More. A vibration that goes through everything all at once. A vibration that is why things that are... Ah! I sat on my bed, back to the wall. I listened to its song. I plugged in, and I played that song. The song you're hearing now. Are, are you are you talking to the thread tree now? Does this guitar look like sugar maple? Be a receptor instead of a transmitter for a minute and listen. I did. I vibed on the universals. As I said, Thread Tree talks in vibration. The vibes make music. The music makes a vision. So a vision's what I had. First, I saw the vibrations. A universe made of vibrations. I was seeing all of it, everything. The entirety across time. It was all a loop flowing into itself and back around again. The same forward and backward. Where the vibes congregated, 
existence was. A mood of dust, a, a coffee table, an elephant, or a Kashmir cart boy named Risha in the 13th century, or Antarctica, or the Andromeda galaxy. If it existed, it was a vibration. See, Terence? See that table vibrating? I chose to be outside the vibrations so I could see it all. New vibrations always entering. I saw them flowing to focal points, which transmitted them everywhere. Of course, I thought, even the greatest guitar needs amplifiers. Then I saw it. Thread tree. The transmitter maintaining a great and perfect balance between all other points. Thread tree doesn't create reality. Thread tree enables it. The song I heard came from her. I played to her, and she played back. Just like that, we communed. She introduced herself to me by all her names. I introduced myself by all of mine. What a howdy that was. Thread tree grows, grew, in a familiar place. The planet where we keep all our stuff. Welcome to Earth. Think of the biggest tree you've ever seen. Got it? Not even close. Think of roots that tap through bedrock into an underground ocean. Think of a canopy kissing clouds. The tree pressed up high enough above the rest. They say you could see it all the way from the edge of the forest. Then... They found it, however many untold years ago, and came back telling stories about how they hacked their way through all that dark thicket. They stood around it without wonder. Then they cut it down. That's what you need to see. No, here, this story starts with a killing. When that tree fell, the earth cracked. Everything cracked. Throughout space, throughout the past, back to the start and into the future, to the beginning. Time itself cracked. The endless loop was gone. In its place, beginning and end. The beginning no bigger than a pinprick. I could see where it exploded, kapow, into everything. Where there had been perfection, there was corruption. Where balance, imbalance, where new vibrations once flowed, there weren't any. It was the origin of what we now call reality. I kept playing. So I kept seeing. I saw the people take the wood and haul it away and make artifacts of great power, ships, weapons, gates, wheels. Saw each of those artifacts fade away, fall to fire 
or submersion or rot until at last only one block remained. I saw that block taken, made into a preacher's pulpit. And I saw that pulpit taken apart to fix a guitar. For the first time, the thread tree had a voice. I saw a girl come to the guitar and heard the thread tree talk to her. She picked up the guitar and played a single seven-note melody. To he who played Discovery's note, but gave a note of seeking. To he who played Contentment's note, a note of rage and seeding. To she who offered Anger's note, it gave the note of joy. But she who played the note of self, with allness self-destroyed. The one who played the note that binds, received one of release. While he who spoke communal tongue, received a separate feast. The one who plays Destruction's note receives a note that heals. The final note, the final song, which draws the final deal. I saw the body of Thread Tree dying slowly, decaying in the ground, feeding the earth, until only the roots still lived. I saw the place in time where she finally died, where the great loop had been severed. I could see the harmony, the balance, the vibrations distort and falter. And there, at the end, right at the lip of time where the loop was severed, I saw that final player standing with nowhere to go on a stage in front of a multitude, playing, playing speaking the tree's final words for the crowd, letting her grief and rage at her loss roll over their souls as Thread Tree died at last. And everything ended. Listen, Sprout. Everything ended. The vibrations began to wobble, then tear, then rend, until they were gone from the start of time to the end, and then there was nothing, nothing. It was all gone. Nothing had ever been. Nothing would ever be. And there my vision ended.
Okay, so what did you do after your vision? I sat back down, held my little bit of thread tree, and watched as a fourth branch pushed its way from the mass on the back onto the front body. You saw the branch grow? I saw stranger sights that day. Look, Doc, none of this can be real. Everything that's real is real. Real don't ask your permission. But you can't expect me to believe it. You better. That's my mission. Your mission is convincing me? You need to inform the world. Inform the world (laughs) of what? Of the fact that Threat Tree is going to die. You said it already died. You think something like that dies all at once? Thread Tree is working with those it calls, me and others. Whatever it's doing, it does before it dies. And after that, there's the big nothing ever was and nothing ever will be. It's a pretty big goddamn deal, Sprout. So you better put your girdle on. Time is literally short. Well, this certainly has been interesting. I can provide proofs. What proofs? Others. Other players who've collaborated with Threadtree. Sugar Maple owners. You, you can get me interviews, like with Belinda Rose? Hmm. How would you like to talk to Ornate Williams? Sure. Yeah, let's see if she can bring David Bowie while she's at it. Actually, Ornate doesn't like me very much. I did bad things to friends of hers back in the day, but she'll answer my call. I'll believe that when I see it. Yes, you will. But never mind somebody who had uh, sugar maple sprout. Look at this magazine. Metal World? What about it? Look close. Fiona Blitzkrieg, Out of the Flames. What about her? Look what she's holding. Oh, my God. Count those branches. Six. There are six. Yep. Which means... Why'd you stop? I'll keep playing. I, I just, I want your reaction so far. What do you think? What the fuck? The song Doc played seemed to evolve each time. I think it was called Circle Loop Pool Electric. Nobody liked it much. I hated it. I mean, hated it. But after she played it, everybody noticed in the following weeks, you know, they were playing it too. The same phrases, the same ideas, they would just show up and you'd find your fingers playing them. It would just kind of grow into your own song like a creeper. I recorded it one night. Doc stayed on the scene for seven years and then, just like that, she disappeared. Which would mean there was a player in 1986 no one's heard of. Listen to you, Terrence. You're talking like you believe this. I don't. I, I, I don't. It's less believable when you have to say it like you're convincing yourself. You have to admit Doc's claims line up. All the people who had sugar maple, they, they dreamed of trees. They were dreaming. Still, coincidence? Um, yes. Okay. You think the six branches in this photo of Fiona Blitzkrieg means there's a missing sixth player who played the song number six? Doc thinks so. And Blitzkrieg has it. Photos don't lie. 
So she's player seven, or, or maybe player six if she's already played her song, but we can't know. Just have Doc call her. I mean, she got you in touch with Ornate Williams. I asked. And? Doc says she knows Fiona, but Fiona doesn't know her yet. Mm, that makes sense. Well, that's Doc. Wheels within wheels. It's like her thing with the sevens. A song every seven years, a player every seven years, seven players. Allegedly seven players. We only know about six. And the seven-note musical motif, which does appear in every song I've heard. Take control, Bebo. I gotta join my compadres for a moment. Sprout, your mama playing those notes might be the most important thing that ever happened in human history. It gave Threadtree a new voice. My, I'm weary. Reba, dear, have I thank you for hosting my band outside your bar. My pleasure. I like weirdos. Like Lupo and Lupo over there. Why do you call everyone in your band Lupo? Anyone who wants to play in my band can play. Anyone who so chooses is Lupo for as long as they stay. They come, they go. What are names, anyway? Do they mind? Maybe so. Maybe never mind. You're fussing over whether instead of why. Why what? Why does the thread tree need to make a song every seven years? Ever think of that? Well, Doc, first we need to accept there is a thread tree. That's wrong. Belief always comes after understanding. But never mind. Time is short. Listen, everything is vibration, remember? All matter is, at base level, threads vibrate. I do think I read that somewhere. Good for you. I didn't read it somewhere. I saw it everywhere. Matter is music. Thread Tree was the player and the instrument of reality. But then her murder came into the weave, spreading forward in time and backward to the start. Imperfections, noise. Whenever I looked at one of those places of noise, I saw disaster, literal disaster. Natural, we call them, even though they're anything but. Fires, floods, earthquakes, molasses floods, death clouds. But those sorts of things must have happened before they cut Thread Tree down. There's no before and after with Thread Tree. There's only is. Cutting down Thread Tree changed the old is, made a broken one. But the tree still wants to create and has realized grim truth. Soon she no longer will be able to. The tree wants. Scoff, scoff, dear. Thread tree doesn't think like people think, but she can plan. She's choosing people. Every seven years, almost like rhythm. As the thread tree's end approaches, the imperfections come too every seven years, like death rows. Every time a song plays, a, a near disaster. The earthquake, the tornado. There wasn't any disaster when Ornate Williams played her song, or when you played yours. If you look hard enough, you'll find Ornate's. I'll tell you how to find mine. Look in the New Orleans newspapers, March 7th, 1972. Morning after my first vision, I awoke to almost a foot of water on my floor. A single wave out of nowhere came up from the Gulf, targeted perfectly. 
Most of it broke on the islands and bayous, but just enough made it to raise the water briefly over the levees. Away from where? Nobody knew. Directions? Why? Nobody knew. I knew. It was only local news like your daddy's earthquake because it wasn't a disaster. It was an almost disaster. But so what? What's the big deal about almost disasters? Almost disasters eventually become actual disasters. They're getting bigger. Every time there was a disaster, Thread Tree was working. And I promise you, at the final song, with the final player, I saw it all end. Everything that has been or ever will be. Terrence. And I saw somebody play that last song. Remember what I told you? I saw not just everything that is, but the ways it was and might be. Well, that might be gets extremely variable right at the end. A main point of variance is who holds Sugar Maple in that final song and what they do when it's their time to play. I always see it all end. That never changes, but sometimes, sometimes, I also see something else. What? Continuance. Evolution. A new shape beyond the circle loop that once was and is now destroyed. A shape that's the same backward and forward again. I think of it as the pool electric. A possibility of a new is. How many times did you see this? The possibility? I talked to Thread Tree every single day. I owned Sugar Maple. <coughs> I saw the possibility maybe ten times. Why did you get rid of Sugar Maple? It got rid of me. Long time ago now. Lost it in a card game in uh, Nashville. I had the nuts. I bet the guitar. The guitar changed the cards on me. The guitar changed the cards. Be sure to not believe me now, dear. <coughs> It'll make believing me later so much easier for you. <coughs> I took Sugar Maple into the next room. Played one last goodbye song. Talked one last time to Thread Tree. Then I was gone. Now you need to go. Gather the players and get ready. There's a final song to play. I can't leave. I'm I'm waiting here for someone. Waiting for somebody? <laughs> Wait. New Orleans. Who do you think left that note? You knew about that? Wh why? How? Doc. Doc. Doc? Doc! Call an ambulance! Terrence Woodridge, December 2nd, 1992. 7.08 p.m. on the road to Atlanta. Reba Shoemaker, December 2nd, 1992. 7.08 and 10 seconds. I'm here. Reba's here. 
Terrence's interview with Luann Jennings this morning apparently freaked Terrence's shit out. It sure did. But that's not why we're on the road. Doc died last week. Her effects came today. Um, in her guitar case, I found an index card with another of her cryptic notes. It reads, The final player, Diabolus in Musica. Whatever that means. It's Latin. Means devil in music. How do you know that? What? I can't know Latin? I know things. Anyway, on the other side of the index card was an Atlanta address for a Quentin Gladstone. Doc's last clue. We're playing a hunch. You're playing one. I'm just curious. Time may be short. And possibly a little concerned you're using Doc's catchphrase. Hopefully this Quentin guy has answers. I think he's the missing sixth owner of Sugar Maple. Answers to what, I'd like to know. Right. You haven't heard the story of Melinda Rose yet. We've hours to kill. Anything preventing you from telling it? Might be easier to listen. My tapes are in the bag in the back seat. Just find the one that says Luann Jennings. Today's day. Sugar Maple is presented by Osiris Media. Be sure to listen to the premiere of Circle Loop Pool Electric on April 5th, wherever you listen to music. To check out the limited edition poster for this episode, visit sugarmapleart.com. And for a limited NFT release of episode and series art, visit sugarmaplenft.com. If you like what you hear, please give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Sugar Maple Episode 4 stars Fred Savage as Terrence Woodridge, Michelle Hurst as Stella Doc Osprey, Kylie Etling as Reba, Caesar Williams as Archie Friend, Jenny Vath as Sookie Q, Daniela Benavides as Melora Trowbridge, and Brad Stratton as Chuck Bags Smiley. Circle Loop Pool Electric, written by Don Hart, Jeff Coffin, and A.R. Moxon. Lupo, written by Brad Stratton. The executive producers of Sugar Maple are Tom Marshall and RJB. The show was produced, edited, sound designed, mixed, and mastered by Brad Stratton. Story by Ben Colmery, A.R. Moxon, and Tom Marshall. Episode 4, written by A.R. Moxon and Ben Colmery. Directed by James Massiovecchio. Musical direction by Don Hart. Assistant editor and producer, Tom Sullivan. Art by Mark Dowd. Production assistance by Zach Brogan and Christina Collins. Social media director, Nick Sejas. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Sugar Maple. And remember, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Osiris. Oh,